welcome to I'm Jealous, a podcast hosted by me, Vicki Cato. Uh, it tells the story of my journey to finding myself and starting my business. Hi friends, it's me again. I'm back. Early morning podcasting. I know people like structure. <laughs> and I am sorry that sometimes I have a hard time actually putting together some structure for this podcast, but I am going to try harder and I am going to do better. So I wanted today's podcast to actually be about something. I'm not sure if you guys care. Let me know. Send me an email if you actually do care or if my randomness is fine with you because that's cool too because I prefer random, but you know, I hear people like structure, so I'm going to try to aim for some structure. Um, send me an email, though. I'm jealouspodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Um, I wanted today's podcast to be about something, and I realized that I've shared a lot about starting a business and why I want to do that, and then also the, the accounting stuff, which I sorry. um, But I'm thinking maybe I should share a little bit more. I listen to a lot of podcasts and there are a few of them that I actually adore and I adore the hosts. And I think the ones where I really enjoy them, it's because the host is someone who I feel like is a friend of mine. I remember the other day something happened and I thought back to something that was in a podcast and I didn't know that it was from a podcast. I literally thought one of my friends was saying this. I thought, oh my God, that's something that so-and-so says all the time. And I forgot who. So I was like, oh, who is it that says that? And thinking it's one of my friends or a coworker or something. Meanwhile, it was a podcast host. So that tells you how near and dear I hold my podcasts. And I hope that I can provide some of that as well. Um, But part of the reason why I do feel that closeness with a lot of podcast hosts is because they share. They share what's happening in their world, what's happening in their day, um, what kind of stuff they've just bought, what they've been doing during Corona. And so I just wanted to kind of talk a little bit more about me and who I am and what I'm doing. And yeah, hopefully we can build that relationship where you guys know me and hopefully you guys will start sending me some emails and I can get to know you too or DM me. Um, I still have the I'm Jealous podcast um, on Instagram, but what would be better if is what would be better is if you could follow me personally. So my personal account um, is Vicky. Kato, V-I-C-K-Y-C-A-T-O underscore Y-Y-C on Instagram. So follow me on Instagram, my personal account, and you can see pictures of me. I'm going to try to be posting more and being more consistent there. Um, The I'm Jealous podcast is going to now be just for this new um, startup brand that I'm working on. So you can still follow that one, but I will be changing the name. I'm trying to transition I'm Jealous Podcast into me, myself, and I. Um, But this all started because I was downstairs just now doing laundry, and my dad sent me a message on Facebook. Um, I just rejoined Facebook, so I had a Facebook account 
over a decade ago, stopped using it, wanted to shut it down, did not know how to, so just kind of deleted all notifications and it's still out there and exists, but I don't have access to it. Um, So I started a new one just because in starting a business, there are a lot of Facebook groups for entrepreneurs, especially women entrepreneurs. So I really wanted to get involved in that. And so I rejoined Facebook just, what, maybe a month or two ago. Um, Rejoined Facebook. And of course, my name would have come up for some of my family members when I rejoined and they added me. My dad is on Facebook quite a bit. He has a lot of family in Nigeria and I know that's how a lot of people message each other is through Facebook and WhatsApp. Um, So he has been calling me and stuff recently. I have not been responding to him. Um, I am currently the oldest um, of his four kids. So I've talked about Angela before, my older sister, who was about two years older than me. Um, And then I have a younger sister, Rosemary. She is um, a legal assistant with a really big law firm. She's very successful and she is four years younger than me. And then I have a younger brother. Um, He is two years younger than Rosemary. So six years younger than me. His name is Alan. He is one of the closest people to me. Um, We used to speak every day almost or text. We still text quite a bit, but it's just been so busy. And then with Corona and everything that we haven't been on our usual weekly calls, I might actually give him a call after this. Um, But yeah, we are a very tight knit family. Um, My dad left when I was in high school, um, but his marriage to my mom was very contentious. And, oh, and I just want to go back and say, my brother is also very successful. I forgot to mention that as well. So he's been working um, for UPS um, on the distribution side. I still don't really know a lot of what he does. I know it has to do with like tracking packages, releasing packages, something very technical in terms of distribution. I don't really get it. He's a manager. He makes very good money. (laughs) and He's been working for UPS since, I don't know, it's probably been, hasn't been 10 years, but it's actually, maybe it has been 10 years. It's been pretty close to 10 years. He started with them, like, you know, just working part-time, like, um, really hard labor, really hard work. And then he just moved up. He worked his ass off. He's very smart. And if you meet him, like, he's just a really solid guy where when he says something, you know, it's going to get done. And so they saw that in him. They moved him up through the ranks, um, from like, just, being a supervisor and in this area to this area and just yeah he's just killing it and he's actually buying his first place this summer so we're super excited about that excited to see all the great things he's going to continue to do and same with my sister she's actually also working on starting a business as well her and I really connect in a lot of ways but especially um, some of the troubles or difficulties, frustrations with um, working in uh, big corporate companies and feeling like 
you don't have a lot of say in things, feeling just really stagnant um, sometimes. So she loves the people that she works with. She's been there for quite a while, but she also wants a little bit more. And she is one of the most talented and just lovely people that you would ever meet and so smart and so giving and kind. And so I I knew that she liked what she was doing because she's wicked at it, but I can totally understand why it's not enough. And so right now she's finding ways to get happy and, you know, find more fulfillment in, you know, not just what she's doing for work during the day, but also um, starting her own business with her partner. Um, And he's, it's a long story. And I don't want to give too much of their details away, but they together as a couple are starting a business as well. So it's really exciting. And when I heard that this is what was happening, it really made me feel just not alone. And like, okay, you know, they both get it. They understand why it's so important to do something that, you know, fulfills that need. Um, so yeah, we're a very close knit group. We've just become closer and closer as we've gotten older. And that's another thing too, that, you know, thinking about Angela, sometimes it will just really just break my heart even more to think like as close as we were and as much as we knew each other, like as kids growing up, it's like, now is the time I feel like when, me and my siblings have really just become amazing friends and like a true support system and we kind of miss Angela in that not we kind of miss her we do miss her in that it's just like one of those things where you wish we would have just had some more time to get to know the type of person she would be we were talking the other day um, me and my brother and sister and My brother, I think it was my 18th birthday, or maybe it was his. It was someone's birthday, and we all went to the Cheesecake Factory with my dad. That was one of the things that we would do together with my dad, is he would take us out for dinner for our birthdays. Um, So we went out to dinner with my dad, and we were all just having a conversation about like turning 18. And my brother was like, oh, I'm never going to do drugs. I'm never going to drink. You know, I just don't understand why people do it. It's so stupid. Da, 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 da. And then now, <laughs> like, I don't want to call him out, but we all drink. We all drink quite a bit. Like, we're a good time gang, like 100% good time gang. We all enjoy some, you know, recreational drug use and, you know, alcohol and, you know, live your life, (laughs) you know, enjoy your time. So it's just so crazy how people change as they grow older and have more experiences and things like that. So it's one of those things where it's like, God, I wonder, I wonder what Angela would be like now, like the differences, the things that she would be doing, where her career would be, you know, and how that could have impacted my choice and my career in my life path, right? So I got into this because (laughs) I'm trying to stick with structure. My dad messaged me on Facebook and he's been calling me and I'm not really wanting to deal with it or talk to him 
I don't know if any of you guys um, have parents who've been divorced and it was an awful marriage, to be honest. They fought all the time. My dad was constantly leaving and my mom was constantly trying to get him to stay and he wouldn't. Um, And he made that choice pretty, you know, early on that he didn't really want to be with us, that he didn't really want to be part of our family, really. So... I feel like as I've gotten older, it's just become more clear that he made that choice. And so I think because of that, I've just been like distancing myself, I guess. Um, A lot of things have just been coming back up in my memory in terms of, you know, my past and growing up and my childhood and how not great it was um yeah it just wasn't great I mean back then I would say it was a lot more like normal to be physically or verbally abusive to your kids and to your spouse and whatever um but now looking back it's like okay that wasn't okay and there hasn't been acknowledgement or you know anything of that like I don't feel like he's remorseful or apologetic and I don't think he really takes responsibility for some of the choices that he's made and some of the things that he's done that has made it more difficult for me and my siblings and my mom so I just kind of want to you know protect myself because there have been times even in the recent past where I've kind of given him a shot and I've felt like I've been burned like he didn't come to any of my graduations so I sent him an invite um he didn't come that was hard um when I got my CPA designation He didn't show up, and even when I got married, like, I wanted a very small wedding, and I wanted it to be people that knew me, knew my husband, and people that I could feel comfortable around, because I'm, I come across as being someone who is very friendly, very bubbly, and just, like, fine with everything, but it's really hard for me to be myself. And I often struggle with that around my in-laws, feeling like I can be my real self with them. Um, And so for my wedding, I didn't want to have more of that pressure by having anyone else who I didn't feel like I could just be myself around. So I told this to both of my parents, like, I don't want you guys to really invite anyone. You have a plus one, bring whoever you want, but that's it. I'm not inviting your friend or your dentist or your doctor, this person's, you know, parents or what. I'm not doing that. You have a plus one and that's it. And that was a hard line for me to draw, but I did it because I was like, no one's helping me pay for this wedding. This is all on me. So I don't feel like I should have to cater to them. Um, But yeah, my dad was not happy with that. And he actually said that he wasn't going to come to the wedding. And he asked me to come over to his place and then sat me down and said, yeah, I'm not going to come to your wedding. I haven't thought about this in a long time. (laughs) But it's just now it's coming back to me. My God.
said he's not going to come to my wedding and he gave me some money to help with the wedding gave me a thousand dollars cash and was like here this is for you to help towards your wedding and I'm not going to be coming um so that was that was difficult um and then I cried um my husband was there with me and then I cried I cried a lot and I was like and I said this to him, and even at the time, he refused to apologize or acknowledge. But I said, you know, wow, even after everything that you've like done and put us through, the fact that you're now doing this. And he's like, what do you mean? Like, I've always been there for you guys, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wow. He just has a totally different understanding of reality. Like, there were months if not years when I did not talk to him or see him um and this is after losing my sister this is after Angela dying where he just was gone I remember the week that Angela died he was in Nigeria he came back um he came to the house he wasn't living with us I think the divorce was almost final at that time and he was staying in the house he didn't stay overnight though and my mom had to go and get something and she said to him like Alan please just stay here stay here stay here please and he's like okay yeah I'll stay here as soon as she left he took off I think she had to get food or something and it was constant with him like he just did not want to be there you would think like okay you've lost one of your children your other children are here in this house your wife lost her daughter and you the only thing that you can think of is to leave and that's just like how it's always been so then the idea that for my wedding which was a few years well I think it's been six years now um that he would just be like I don't get to invite my friends I want nothing to do with your wedding I'm not going to walk you down the aisle. You should get someone else to do it. Your brother can walk you down the aisle. It was just like such a slap in the face. Like the idea that I even asked you to be part of the wedding and to walk me down the aisle, that was something I was struggling with because I was like, why do I want him to walk me down the aisle when he hasn't been there for me? But my mom said that she thought that it would be better that he does it and not her because she didn't want to take anything away or it's tradition or blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, okay, fine. And I asked him to. And then for him to just come back and say, I'm not even going to come to your wedding. I'm not going to show up even as a guest. That was pretty heartbreaking. And then on our wedding day, he made a really shitty speech. I'm not even going to get into it. And then he left early. So there are many instances like that with my dad where I've always wanted a relationship with him. Like, I've always, always wanted to just be close with him. And I feel like I've been just turned away a lot growing up. I remember, I don't know, maybe he was unhappy with his life. I don't know. But I remember growing up, this is when he was still living in the house with us. I think I was in junior high school. I would have been in junior high school, um, maybe even like sixth grade. Um, But it was his birthday, and I loved to bake, and I baked him a cake. I baked him a cake, and I took it to him for his birthday, 
and he refused to eat the cake. And I know this is like such a like little random thing, but as like imagine you or imagine your child, imagine you have a child who is, you know, 12, 13 years old who loves to bake and makes you a cake for your birthday, you know, and hand makes you a card and says like happy birthday, da 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 and you don't even acknowledge it. Like, you say thank you, and that's it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was just those things just, yeah, they just keep coming back to me. And now just going through, I remember another time when we had a school field trip. This was in the sixth grade, maybe even the fifth grade. And I just remember telling everyone, like, because I don't know how it is for you guys, but for school field trips, you could have your parent volunteer and then your parent volunteer would like lead um, a little group of kids during the field trip. So it'd be like, you know, five people in a group and then the one parent volunteer. And I got my dad to register as a parent volunteer. I was super excited. I told all of my friends like, yeah, my dad is going to be here for the field trip and you guys should be in my group because it's going to be so much fun. You know, my dad's going to let us do whatever we want. It's just going to be great times. My dad is the best. He's probably going to bring us treats. Like just like going off about how amazing my dad is and how great this field trip is going to be because he's going to be the parent volunteer. And then meanwhile, um, he doesn't show up. (laughs) He just like doesn't show up and doesn't call. So yeah, it was just so disappointing and so embarrassing. And it's just been like that pretty consistently. So now, now that he's like reaching out to me and he's like calling me every weekend, but it's like, one, I don't really have anything to talk to you about because I don't know you and you don't know me. Like, we could have built a relationship 10 years ago, you know, 20 years ago. Okay, but now it's like, I'm a grown adult woman with, you know, a life and you've not been in it. So it's hard to really have a conversation with you. Because I don't, I don't even know where to start, especially when it's like he's not even going to acknowledge all of the shit that he's done in the past. So it's just like, why? Why bother? That's, a, that's one really great thing about my mom. She's really hot-headed. She just goes off and gets so angry sometimes. But, oh, and she's just super emotional in general. <laughs> not even just get super angry, get super sad, get super, just, she is just a very emotional type of person. Um, she's a Sagittarius, so I don't know if that's why, I really don't know, but she is quick to anger, but very, very quick to apologize, like, and she will come to you, like, she is just the most humble type of person, where it's like, she is the mom, Technically, I would say she doesn't really have to like come and like, you know, ask for an apology or beg for my forgiveness. But when she does something that is out of line, literally, I'll give it maybe a day and she'll call me and be like, yeah, that was messed up. I'm sorry. Like, I shouldn't have done that. I was upset. You know, I love you so much. You know, I love you so, so much. Like, 
it's just it's all coming from love with her and so it's easy for me to it's very easy for me to not let any type of negative feelings really sink in with my mom because I know it's all coming from love and I know a lot of things are just her like you know struggles foibles whatever it's just how she is and I can accept that because nobody's perfect and you know even growing up with her she was not around very much because she was working two or three jobs so I feel like that's something that would be easy for me to hold on to and to be resentful of um how absent she was but I don't because she made sure that she just always showed us a lot of love and yeah that just always gave me something to hold on to that I felt like I could be myself with my mom and that she would just always love me yeah so I I've never really thought about that how different that feels where it's like knowing that there's nothing that I could do that would make her turn away from me. But with my dad, it's like the opposite, where it's like he doesn't know me and there's not really anything I feel like I could do to make him, you know, want to have a relationship with me, really. Like that's on my terms versus his terms. I think he wants me when he wants me and doesn't when he doesn't. And I'm just not okay with that. I would rather have an authentic relationship where it's like, no, we're actually building something. We're actually getting to know each other. And, you know, I'd rather have that than have something fake. And I think for a long time, it's just been fake where I have felt a certain sense of responsibility to him as a daughter, especially as the oldest now that I need to, you know, do certain things. Um, When the pandemic started, he was actually in Nigeria and he had a hard time getting home and I was on the phone with Delta Airlines trying to get his flight rebooked. Probably in total, I would have said maybe 15 hours I spent on the phone with Delta trying to figure out all his flight stuff out and okay, he's going to need to transfer to this and that and you know, we're going to have to pay this extra fee and sending him money to get by while we figured all that stuff out, you know, and I've just always done that kind of stuff. I've just always been there for him and for my mom. When anyone needs anything, I'm going to be there for them because I do feel a certain sense of obligation to anyone in my family who needs help. And it's just, it's a lot for me sometimes. And I think now I'm just starting to set some boundaries. So yeah, he's been messaging me and calling me and I'm just not responding. So, so yeah, there's that. Um, I don't know. I guess the, the structure, the topic for today is just, I'm going to share with you (laughs) some of my family troubles. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, I would love to hear about your guys' family troubles because I'm pouring my heart out and I would love to hear what you guys are going through. Families are so uh, like delicate and strong at the same time. Like it's so weird. Um, yeah, but I, 
it's taken me a long time to get to this point where I'm just saying, you know what, enough, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to have anything in my life that doesn't serve me anymore. And the relationship with him, the way that it's been, has not been serving me. And either it's going to change or I'm just going to have to really be cautious of the relationship with him and not open, not open up as much. So I'm just kind of being careful and not having any expectations and just, yeah, being very careful. So yeah, that's kind of how things are going personally. On the personal front, just to give you guys a little bit more background on me, who I am, uh, some of the things I've been through. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) I don't want this to be like a downer episode. It's just something that I've been dealing with now for the last few months. I think it would have been starting in February. It's actually funny that it really links up with when I started this podcast and when I decided I'm going to start my business. You know, I was just in a really shitty place you know, mentally and emotionally, just with COVID and with Black Lives Matter and just with my marriage, like basically falling apart. And I've just been like, yeah, enough. And when I started this podcast, it was because I wanted to do something to make me happy, something that I felt like I've always wanted to do. And you know what? I'm going to do it. And starting this podcast, starting a business, all of that stuff has been for those reasons. And I've just become more, yeah, just more strong. Like, okay, I'm not going to put up with certain things anymore. If something isn't working for me, I'm just going to say no to it. And that's what I've been doing. And it's been really helpful. I don't know what's come first if it's like, I think it was the whole, I think it just all happened at once. I made the decision with this podcast, with starting a business, with everything, and it's just made me stronger every day to know that hey, I don't have to I don't have to do things I don't want to do. I don't have to do things that don't make me happy. I don't have to pick up the phone when he calls if I don't want to. Like my feelings matter. My mental health matters. And yeah, that's important too. I'm important too. And I really hope that you guys, you know, feel the same way where you value yourselves as well. Because I often struggle with my self-worth and feeling like I need to overcompensate for not being good enough and so I'll overdo it in a lot of ways Um, often with money is what I'm learning is I'll give and give and give because I'm hoping that people will take that and like me Um, but yeah it's not real and I have to be careful with knowing that I am enough without any of the other stuff yeah Hi guys, just a quick update. 
I've been working very hard this weekend on my website and it is finally done. VickiCato.com, V-I-C-K-Y-C-A-T-O.com. It's available for you guys to look at. It is not perfect and I decided I'm just going to, instead of having a little bit of everything, I just wanted to start with bare bones. Let me put some posts out there and then I can always just add to it because I was really getting hung up on, oh, okay, I need to have this and I need to have that. And it was just getting to be too much. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start with nothing and put something out there. And that's what I did. So please go to vickycato.com, have a look at it. Um, send me an email or DM me on Instagram and just let me know what you think of it. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to get to work on it and to just keep posting regularly and to add updates about some of the things that I find um, for this business and then also for tall girl fashions. And yeah, all that good stuff. It's all going to be online on vickycato.com. So please check me out. Okay, this is a random thought, but I'm thinking I'm going to adopt a persona. I hope no one's listening to me right now. It's just us. Okay. Um, Because I was thinking about how I want to take pictures of myself for my blog outside. But as I've said, I get really self-conscious about taking pictures. And I do often think like, what do other people who are seeing me right now think? They probably think that I'm this like, you know, just super into myself, you know, Instagram type of girl. And yeah, I don't like that feeling. But obviously, I mean, who the fuck cares what people think? I don't know those people. And, you know, people who like to post on Instagram, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, that's giving us all entertainment and good tips and stuff like that. So it's just this feeling that I get of like, oh my God, who are you? What are you doing? So then I was thinking, I should just be someone else, someone who doesn't give a shit about what other people think. So I'm thinking about that idea of creating like a persona specifically for doing things that me, Vicky, does not feel comfortable doing, but that this other persona of mine would feel totally comfortable doing. You know, speaking up, asking for help, taking a hundred selfies, all of those things. Not something Vicky feels comfortable doing, but maybe something my persona, Vic, does feel comfortable doing doesn't give two shits what people think so maybe that's a way that I can get over this fear of putting myself out there because even though I have started the blog it's up and ready for your eyes please go and take a look vickycato.com um I still haven't posted anything to Instagram I'm going to I just still get that feeling you know so it's coming just let me let me put something together. I'm also thinking of like a content calendar and all these other things, but you'll see, you'll see, and I'm going to do this. Okay. Thanks for listening. 